Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And welcome to the Heroes 3 100th episode spectacular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the episode 100 spectacular. This, of course, is Heroes 3, where three friends explore the best, worst, and everything between in the world of Asian cinema. And yes, we've done more than 100 episodes if you count bonus episodes and stuff. But I thought it'd be more fun to do 100 episodes <laughs> as a thing instead of just another special episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, but yeah, we, we just finished our look at Hong Kong and Hollywood, and we'll tell you what our next uh, little arc is at the end. But. I think this is going to be super fun. We we got questions Huge from time. lots of you guys, which we appreciate so very much. And we, of course, appreciate all of you for just listening to us for the past five or so years. So thank you. Yeah, dang. We were faking it for a long time. I finally feel like we're <laughs> making it. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, honestly, it's still just like hard to fathom that um, there are listeners on the other side. So yeah, as Matthew said, we just... We're so grateful. Thank you so much. Sending out lots of love wherever you happen to be. Yeah, I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 crazy that we uh, built up the listenership that we do, and we, we really do appreciate every single one of you. But I think without further ado, we should dive into some of this Q and A. So yeah, so um, I put I put feelers out, I guess, on all of our social media accounts, and um. Yeah, we had a, a nice little batch of questions come back thrown our way. And they weren't anybody that we paid to do it either, which is even better. Yeah, yeah not even crazy. swim fans. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I think I, I tagged them based on where we got them. So um, I was thinking yes. we could just do a little uh, round robin. We'll just rotate and grab these questions. We got about, I think we got about like 10 questions for this. So that should fill out a nice episode yeah. and it's always fun to see what people do think of asking from us you know like because we, we talk about all these films and we talk about ourselves quite a bit but it, i always was like wondering like what what do you what do you ask you know and i i i really commend the people that chimed in and and uh put a lot of thought into these questions and it, it, it kind of reflects on us you know like what what do the people think that we know or what are they really curious about you know in in our lives or in our interests so yeah i i guess i wasn't speechless i do have a lot to say and i, I really i really do appreciate this so yeah yeah i don't know matthew you want to get us started with this first sure one? all right i'll get started uh this first one comes from andrew through our email which, of course, is here's the number three podcast at gmail.com. Whoa, what a pro. Nice. <laughs> well, it's easy whenever it's one thing. We're <laughs> rock solid on that consistency. Um, Andrew asks, what are the Asian films that, for one reason or another, you want to watch but have never seen? And Ooh. in the email, he mentions both uh, Michelle Yeoh's Medicine Warriors and Jet Li and Shin Tsu Tung's Dr. Y and the Scripture with No Words. Um, which I'm not familiar with. I've heard of Magnificent Warriors, not even familiar at all with the other ones. Oh, yeah, so. they're, they're both really cool. Oh, those are good ones to catch up on. For sure. And I think what I remember from the Jet Li film is it's kind of like a Indiana Jones-style kind of adventure. Ooh. Yeah, it's right. fun. Yeah. I remember there's like a huge stunt with like a, a locomotive in that movie. But oh, I mean, cool. I'd have fun revisiting that. Yeah, that'd be great. Because we haven't really done like a 
I don't know, a total. Yeah. Ju- well, so, I guess we've done we, some. We did. Ju- but but I think that another was like, that was like proper. Our, that was like our second arc. arc. Yeah, I think yeah, that was the second arc we did. That was back in 2017. So yeah, we, we could got, definitely we could stand to dive back into. Jeopardy. Yeah, we built totally. a, we built a lot more muscle now. We can really mm-hmm. dig into that now. I mean, we did Cradle to the Grave, so. <laughs> right. Oh, right. So you can only go down from there. <laughs> no, well, I mean, for me, uh, obviously, there's plenty. There's uh, lots of Asian films that I would like to watch that I haven't because that's kind of what this whole show is. For me, the big one is I really want to, I've watched a bit of them, but I really want to just watch through the uh, Lone Wolf and Cub movies oh, um, just just because be, I feel like it'd be fun to, that and the Zatoichi, it'd be fun to just have have seen all of them yeah um yeah i'm I'm sure i'm sure it would get tough after a certain point but well well, i mean lone wolf and cubs more approachable because i mean as far as films go there's only like six movies and they're all they're all pretty cool in their own ways but yeah zatoichi uh that's like a lot of like 14 or something oh man there's more than that it's like 30 more than that there's 30 (laughs) jeez and there's like a tv show with like there's a tv 200 episodes and i skipped the tv show yeah it's pretty well (laughs) um i yeah for for me i guess yeah in a similar way it would be touching on stuff that we've talked about but didn't elaborate on on the podcast so like also going way back like come drink with me was something that i really fell in love with thanks to marty's uh bringing it to the show and i i've seen a lot of other king who films but i haven't seen like um uh the fate of lee khan and like the valiant ones those oh, i would nice. like to see and um actually a huge blind spot for me which i mean i'm sure at some point we could rectify in the podcast is like korean cinema so like I, I yeah. haven't seen oh, the original dude. Old Boy, so like, oh I'm, my god! I know, okay. stand, wow. I know, I know, I know. When I say that out loud, everybody no, it's not with like, judgment. It's like I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm happy for yeah. you. That, um, so, um, and I haven't seen the Western remake either. So, I, I, I would really love to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah and check out. <laughs> no, <laughs> Korean I, I, cinema, I never so. watched. I never watched the remake, mm-hmm. and I probably, probably won't. But. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing, too, that I really like to dig into, and actually, when we were doing Zatoichi, I started to look into it a bit, but I stopped was like uh, ninja cinema. So like, I'm not talking about like 80s ninjas and stuff. I'm talking about like the 60s, like Dae stuff. So like Shinobi no Mono. Um, I've I've seen the first couple of those films, but I know that there's a lot more to dig through. And I'd really like to check all that stuff out. Dude, awesome. Yeah, for whatever reason, what's coming up right now in the moment is a movie called uh, The Scent of Green Papaya, which I've always wanted to see. And Mm. I think it's partly because I feel like I have a giant blind spot when it comes to Vietnamese cinema. And that's always been a really highly recommended movie. I think it, yeah, I mean, it had a really big response, I think, at Cannes when it came out. This is like in the 90s. (laughs) But yeah, I think I'd love to dig into cinema from yeah countries that i have less exposure to so vietnamese cinema yeah. and you know more thai cinema than just the handful of tony john movies that um that i've watched and rewatched yeah. a bunch mm-hmm. i was gonna say that'd be, that'd be cool to dive into like that could almost be an arc of asian cinema that isn't from japan or hong kong or mainland china yeah, yeah no i love that idea yeah we're, we are um, not we are not experts. We are still students. So there's still plenty oh, of yeah. ground yeah, for yeah, us exactly. to cover. And I think that's what's really fun about mm-hmm. uh, this podcast. Uh, Carlos, you want to take the next one? Sure. So uh, the next one is from Benjamin. He emailed us and he asks, if you could make your own 70s 
slash 80s Hong Kong movie, what would it look like and who would star in it? Which is <laughs> huge. That's so crazy. And yeah, when that I could be a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, when I saw that question, my mind just started, you know, going through all of the all-stars and stuff. It's like a dream match, right? You can just oh, pluck man. everybody yeah. you want. And um for me, the the star that landed right smack dab in the middle of this answer is Yukari Yoshima. I mean, oh, you guys know dude. how oh, much yeah. I love her, right? So I had this like kind of fun idea. It would be like a modern like 80s-ish like Hong Kong film. But actually, it would have something like, I don't know, like uh, Peacock King, where it's like magic and crazy elements into it. So I would want to pull from Journey to the West so she would star in a kind of big action, like kind of FX film, I, almost like Big Trouble in Little China, almost, you know. And um, I was thinking who would, because if you think of a really cool star, you're thinking of a big fight at the end. And who would you want to be in something like that? And uh, for sure, Yun Wah at that time, I would want oh, dude, to yeah. see a fight between Yukari Oshima and Yun Wah. And I mean, throw in like Dick Wei and Lee Hoi Song or Chung Fat as like the heavies. And I don't think that this film could fail. Like, I think it would be amazing. <laughs> So as you could tell, I was thinking about this question pretty thoroughly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, it, the first thing that jumped to my mind was um, Marty's dream uh, project. Oh yeah, the Pochi Lam. Yeah, Pochi yeah, Lam, where it's like the the classic Wong oh, Fei Hung story, yes, but Wong with with Samo Jackie and Yun Bu. Oh man, he stole Marty's answer. No, no, that's <laughs> no, that's great. Because um, like really this good. other thing is starting to pop in in my head just as y'all are talking but yeah it's like the movie that never was although honestly as long as those three men are still alive we can keep this we can keep <laughs> this that. that's true yeah yeah and the other one that jumped in my head since you mentioned yukari oshima is it would just be a 20 minute short film and it would just be Meiko Kaji staring straight at the camera and it slowly zooms in. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's that's my dream film. Oh man, beautiful. I love it. Sorry. Check check out the swim fans episode on uh um, Yeah, female prisoner. Female prisoner 701. Yeah, oh, that would dude. be good too. Yeah. Amazing. Nice. Gosh, I like for whatever reason what's starting to like take shape in my mind uh, would um so if you remember like with Twin Dragons, how it was kind of put together to uh, as like a fundraising effort for yeah. the Hong Kong Directors Guild. And so it's like directed by like three different teams and choreographed by three different teams and everything. So I'm just imagining like if there had been something like that in like, you know, 1978. And so the movie is like in thirds and it's like a co-production with Shaw Brothers and Golden Harvest. And, oh, um, man. Uh, and basically like for whatever reason I'm picturing, probably cause it never happened, but like Gordon Liu is the star, but Yun Tzu Chun, uh, like, so Simon Yun is like teaching him and you'd oh, have man. like three big bads, um, like as you go. So you could have, yeah, like Lo Lie and Huang Zhengli and yeah, I don't know who the final one should be. And maybe it, yeah, Sam, it would... maybe Samo with a mustache yeah. or something. Be like an <laughs> exploration of martial arts or something. But like, or you would have like different style. And so it's sort of like, yeah, you know, while Garlong directs like the first chunk, maybe Yun Ping the second, maybe Samo the third or something like that. Yeah. Like uh, um, almost like Bruce Lee's like the silent flute, like an exploration warrior's journey oh, of dude. like exploring martial arts. And, but it would be like, Lao, oh man, like a Lao Garlong kind of situation. 
Damn. Yeah, that sounds that sounds amazing. <laughs> Marty, you take it away. Okay. This next question um, <laughs> comes from someone very near and dear to us in the podcast. So this is from Callie. She asks, "Who's that?" <laughs> <laughs> She's married wife. to one of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, if your pet had to fight one kung fu actor, which one would they have a chance against? <laughs> I think that the, the key statement is which one would they have a chance against, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I love. I think that phrasing is just yeah fabulous. So, I mean, for me, my dog Missile, I don't think he would have much of a chance against anyone, but... <laughs> If there is food around, he will defeat anyone. <laughs> so, like, Sonny Chiba even wouldn't stand a chance if there's food in play. Missile would definitely win. <laughs> I like it. Um, well, my my cat un- uh, unfortunately passed away uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, um, yeah. But Horatio, for I mean, in an actual fight, he wouldn't be able to beat anyone. Like, I was useless, and I loved him. Um, <laughs> Beautiful. But I think if some if uh, if 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 Jackie Chan walked up to Horatio and went for a fight, Horatio would just snuggle up with him, and that's and awesome. Jackie would be defeated by his cuteness. That's uh, you, you know, Horatio is like a drunk cat with Yunsu Ten up there now. He's training with our drunken master. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's Gio, awesome. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I like it. So I'll have to go with my parents dog because we're in like a pet unfriendly building at this stage in our lives but um so our parents dog bella she's um rescued don't totally know the origin but kind of like a golden lab kind of vibe she's extremely shy uh she would run away from everyone i think she's pretty (laughs) much only going to have like a fighting chance against um our boy the one and only the legend dean sheck that's what I was waiting to hear. Yeah, <laughs> Dean Check was also the first one I thought of, but he's he is somewhat capable though. But <laughs> so. it's like, yeah, as I say it, I'm still like really worried yeah. for Bella because it's like, ah, oh, he's he's yeah. unpredictable. He's he's the wild card, yeah. And yeah, I'm totally. also just uh, I'm very afraid to put any of our animals in a uh, Hong Kong cinema situation. That's true. <laughs> you, you never know what might happen. That would oh be pretty yeah. bad news for any of the, these animals. <laughs> okay let's uh, that was that was fun let's get let's get another one in um next one is from at oh that curly one on twitter uh who said do you think martial arts are for everyone and they followed up with personally i believe yes martial arts are everyone but i'd love to hear your perspective on it smiley face awesome that's such a Um, cool question like yeah it is are you guys interpreting it in terms of like just the martial arts themselves or are you viewing it as like martial arts cinema I think um, we could do both. How do you respond? Yeah. Um, cause I think with, obviously I, I don't know about y'all. I've never, never had a martial arts experience as a kid because I was a massive weave whenever I was a middle schooler. I always wanted to learn Kendo after watching on anime. Oh, awesome. Oh, nice. Um, but obviously that's, you know, in the late nineties in Pooler, Georgia, there wasn't <laughs> much of that around. So, um, so, uh, I, I've always thought it was really interesting. There's, there's actually, there's a, a group of people that do Tai Chi and the park next to me. And I've always, I've never been able to build the courage to go and do that, but. Oh man. Yeah. Um, you should totally yeah, do go, that. Go with, the, with all the, all the old people in the park doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, mm-hmm. I've also, 
I mean, when I was a kid, I took some karate classes because I watched The Karate Kid and I liked of course. <laughs> video games and stuff. So um, I've also admired the martial arts from a distance. And um, I do feel like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm fairly physical. Like, I, I could see a path in my life where I would have taken martial arts if I really was more dedicated to things. But um, I do think something like Aikido or Tai Chi, some, some type of kind of... I guess a, a softer style or something that would be about like discipline and kind of like well-being in your life would be fun to practice at this point in my life. Um, I do like go to do like um, just like a cardio kickboxing thing every once in a while. And actually, I oh, haven't cool, for, for, for a bit since like post-COVID, but um, it's always really fun to, and you know, it's a kind of a social thing too. And you're all kind of sharing in that experience. But um, I do like what you were talking about, about receiving this question in different ways. And actually, like, when you think of the term Kung Fu itself, it's like the original like kind of term Kung Fu could be applied to anything. And it was basically like something that you would achieve through hard work or practice. So, I mean, you could you could flip this question around and be like, I mean, the martial arts kind of are for everything for everyone. And it's like, what, what is your Kung Fu? Like, what are, what are you skilled at that you've really worked hard at in your life? So it's just beyond the, like the martial arts of like, you know, like, like Kung Fu could be applied to anything. So I do think about that a lot when I'm talking to people like about what they're doing, like, where I work, there's a lot of different people that work in different departments. So like there's chefs there and there's artists there and all of these people and they, they all have their own Kung Fu. They just don't know that it's Kung Fu. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think yeah, that's kinda, that, no, that's, that's, that's beautiful. And I do think that that's something that, um, that so many of the martial arts films that we love capture so well. Um, I would say, especially on the comedic side, cause it's like bringing like, Oh, here's the kung fu of cooking or yeah. playing soccer um or or doing your laundry or something. Yeah, know? exactly. And but I I imagine too it's like if you're posing this question um you know to a sifu or a sensei uh they would answer I think with a swift yes. Um but I think even if you were talking to a kung fu pr- practitioner that wasn't trying to sell you a, a package of classes, they would probably tell <laughs> you yes too. I mean, it's um even I think just among the, like within the realm of the, you know, Chinese martial arts, um, th- there are obviously branches that have more to do with combat and from those branches more to do with, uh, some that have more to do with fists and some that have more to do with kicking. But then there's also, um, practices that we would consider martial arts that are less focused on combat and violence and more on, you know, respiratory health and circulation and really kind of like meditative centering. My, my wife spends a lot of time focused on uh, Qigong, which I've always been fascinated with. Um, And that at least the branch that she studies is really kind of adjacent to meditation. So, yeah, I mean, I think in the real world, totally martial arts is for everyone. And in terms of martial arts cinema, um, yeah, please like give us that challenge. I, I would say we, <laughs> even from the movies we've, we've covered it up to this point, I think we could probably find a movie for everyone. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. No, for I was, sure. I was thinking that my, uh, my, my wife is not, 
and like I've tried showing her some of these movies and she's just not really into a lot of them. But she did really love Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which we oh, neither dude, of us awesome. had seen before until we did the episode on it a while back. But um but yeah, but she she liked that and like that's you know, just shows that there is gonna be stuff that, that appeals to to everyone yeah sure and i'm that film i mean you watched it much later but it really grabbed everyone there was like you know this elegance and this beauty to everything that was being shown in that film i think that's a that's a really good like entry drug for like Mm -hmm. kung fu film yeah yeah well said me right. again? Um, yep, Carlos, take the next one. Um, so actually, and I, I kind of grouped these together, and we kind of already answered this question, but I'm going to go ahead and say it because this is a, like a twofer. So Julian3000 has emailed us a handful of times, and I really enjoy our conversations. Um, the first question he asked us was, what kung fu styles would you guys be interested in studying? And I think, like I said, we, we basically yeah, already uh, answered yeah. that. <laughs> so um, following that, though, he also asked us, uh, if you were to make a kung fu movie version of Face Off, which <laughs> martial arts actors would you get to face off? And actually, Marty kind of had his own answer in our yeah, Face Off like episode. This is crazy. Yeah, which is really fun. And uh, Julian, in his email, says that he would kind of do a Samo Jet Li thing, where it was, uh, you know, it's not <laughs> just about these characters acting as each other, but they also have to kind of emulate each other's fighting styles. And I think that's. That's a really fun idea, and um, that would really be cool to see developed in a film. I, I did. This was also another kind of question that sparked my imagination, and I actually came up with a pretty involved thing. It's not going to take long, but um, <laughs> oh, dude, no, I, I actually I had it. to write it down. <laughs> I said, um, "Let's imagine a world where Face Off is a remake." So John Woo is actually paying tribute to his inspiration, yes. Chang Che. And along with Cheng yes. Che, the original film would star Di Lung and David Chang, who they were known as like the Iron Triangle. These were like oh, this dude, yeah. like trifecta of like Hong Kong cinema greatness. And um, I actually said the film would be called The Two Faces of Foshan. So this would be like <laughs> a, a kung fu film like version yeah, of yeah. Face Off. That's and funny. It would be a a period piece film, and yeah. I think, oh man, how cool would that be? And to, using like like weird like Taoist like ritual kind of yeah, some weird black magic weird stuff black going magic. On. Yeah, kill some more chickens. Yeah, we definitely get a dead frog or something. <laughs> oh man, that's that's amazing. Yeah, I think uh, I, I love this idea that. And we kind of played with this in the episode, but um, that face-off would be this, I don't know, like Godzilla or King Kong, this thing that continues to be remade, like there's a tradition around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So like, I think if there was an 80s version, I think the ultimate face-off would be Michelle Yeoh and Cynthia Rothrock. Oh, um, ooh, man. Yeah. yeah. And just, <laughs> I don't know, those dynamics of that and... You could even really get into like culture clash stuff. Like, really yeah, go there I, if you want. Yeah, yeah. I can see it being pretty entertaining having like the Hong Kong lens put on like the Guaylo. Like, and now yeah, Michelle yeah. Yo and Cynthia are switched. <laughs> totally. So then it's yeah. like this whole situation. That would mm-hmm. be beautiful. I would love that. And I'm sure it would be kind of problematic in some parts. I, that's but. what I was getting at. Yeah, de- <laughs> definitely problematic. Yeah, expect nothing uh, else, man. But. <laughs> Well, I was actually you were going for a remake of a 
uh, of an old movie. I could also see it as a Hong Kong movie with Chow Yun Fat and Tony Lung as the two. Oh uh, yeah, that's almost a very direct. Yeah, it's just just kind of a direct Hong Kong or uh, John Woo connection with with hard boiled. Yeah, like uh, the the Departed uh, slash Infernal Affairs situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's cool. Oh man, those are all good. Let's get making these movies, guys. We're making all these. Let's get a time machine, (laughs) kidnap some Hong Kong actors and directors. (sighs) Okay, all right, moving on. Oh, it's Marty again. Oh, it's Marty again. again. Okay. Oh, and it's hilarious. How did we do this? Oh, that's funny. This is another another fantastic question from someone very close and near and dear to the show. That's (laughs) funny. Joanna asks Have you guys ever gotten into a fight? What would you guys fight about? <laughs> oh, I guess I'm happy to say that we haven't really gotten into a fight. The the most we have well, any- amongst Th- amongst time. amongst yeah. ourselves, yeah, yeah. right. I, well, I mean, yeah, but for the podcast, I think that's what she meant. Uh, oh, she's I thought she meant about, just a fight, like in general. Oh, dang, like, you're making it real street. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't we don't have to get into that if you want. If your statute of limitations is it's kind of iffy. You don't have to. That's hilarious. Well, I've, you... I've, I never got into a, it, it, it I almost got into a fight once oh, um, no. because, um, cause I had a, an old roommate that was, uh, really bad and uh Whoa. things got a little heated oh man um, this is in your adult life you're saying this was in college so i was like 19 so Whoa. Like, technically but yeah but no i it, you know it, it it diffused and i was uh you know it ended up okay obviously. oh man you, you uh, had but, such a pause i'm like what's happening <laughs> what's dude. he gonna say it just it might be it might be a little too don't too incriminate a, too much of a downer of a of a topic for the for the fun podcast no i definitely um, think joanna meant as us three together and the lifespan of the podcast have we gotten into a fight i love that though and i won't call the cops i can't (laughs) think of i can't think of a time where it's even really gotten heated well i think the only thing the only conflict we ever have is figuring out when we're going to (laughs) record yeah yeah. and that's why i actually wrote that skit out for the halloween episode because i thought that would be fun to kind of wink at ourselves (laughs) with that sketch yeah yeah but yeah no No, yeah we're we're pretty chill guys i think yeah we are i think we you know try to keep it like i've never been anything more than you know a little frustrated never like angry (laughs) but just a little bit like Okay, all right, that's fine. Yep. You know, it's it's never been anything that would want to get to a conflict. Conflict. I also kind of think Joanna's trying to break us up by throwing this question Maybe. in here. Sure, she's trying to Yoko the, yeah. the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> nice. yeah, if you're trying to throw a wrench uh, into, yeah, into the yeah, we parried that. Hate to yep. disappoint you. Sorry. <laughs> nice. Oh, well handled. All right, next question. So, anyways, I'm sorry. My new podcast is called Heroes One. Heroes and- One. <laughs> <laughs> No, we each have a bitter spin-off podcast mm-hmm. called Heroes yeah. One, but yeah. we like spell it or style it differently. Like, <laughs> this is one's like W U N, one's yeah. the number one, one's spell it out. One's the hero one. <laughs> the oh, one man. hero. Yeah. One this hero. is yeah. this is kind of funny, but uh, and kind of related, but um on I'm I'm involved with this like fighting game group on uh, Facebook, and there's been this guy that never like says anything. He just posts like YouTube links of him like playing through different games, and it's it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. So it's been a progression where it's like every week he'll post a video, and then sometimes he'll have like a girl with him. He's like, my girlfriend and I play like 
um, you know, Tekken 6 or something. And then after a while, it's like, I broke up with my girlfriend. Like that's on like the the the, that's tight, on the YouTube the channel? thumbnail. Oh, yeah, man. and it's like, and then it'll be like um, playing through Tekken Two as Armor King and talking about my breakup. And it's like, <laughs> it's like steadily like de- devolved, and I'm like starting to get worried about it. Yeah, but it's but it's actually kind of riveting. It's almost like this. I don't know. Is this like some Andy Kaufman like kayfabe? <laughs> like, what's really going on here? <laughs> it's been crazy. Ugh. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So <laughs> next, next, your, your stories. Yep. Next question. <laughs> uh, we're back at That's you, funny. Matthew. Okay. This is from Narnar Tiger. Yeah, it's sure. one of our uh, Reddit fans. Yes. Yeah, yeah. For Narnar Tiger on the Kung Fu Cinema subreddit, I'm guessing. That's right. Yeah. And they said, question for the group. What are some subjects you are so knowledgeable and you are confident you could teach a community college class about it? For me, I would love nothing more than to teach a really informative class about analyzing kung fu movies and video games and movies. Sorry, did you say that, Carlos, or was that in the Reddit post? That's what he wrote. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure I wasn't immediately taking care of it. So, Carlos, you're just like taking the mask off right now. (laughs) You are an Arnold Tiger. Okay. (laughs) It is something that I feel pretty confident in. All yes. 700 followers on Twitter, they're all me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, well, I, I feel like after this past year of episodes, Bruce Lee is definitely something that I feel equipped yeah, to handle. Real. Yeah. You, I mean, it's kind of a joke. Authority. Authority. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, outside of like Heroes 3 stuff. Oh, I guess like identifying like smaller players in Hong Kong films, like the stunt doubles and stuff like i've become really yeah. good at like just finding those guys right away and actually a couple of people over like, the years where's waldo with spawning mars or something yeah <laughs> a, a couple of times over the course of the podcast people have come to us asking to help identify a film and i've been successful every time which i'm pretty proud Dang. of yeah Dude, and that's actually, amazing Actually, I think on the Kung Fu Cinema subreddit is a pretty frequent frequent to- topic where people go to yeah. that subreddit and yeah. say, "I'm trying to figure out what movie this is." And um, I yeah, I, it's varying degrees of success, but I feel really proud that I've been able to do that pretty pretty successfully. Dude, you I mean, should. that's amazing. Uh, I mean, outside of that, though. Uh, like Japanese jazz fusion and like what yeah. and its foundational influence on video game music, like. I could mm-hmm. do that with a blindfold on. Our Konami <laughs> yep. music yeah. class, yeah. Yeah, I think all three of us are equipped to kind of kill it when it comes to video game music. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if the Heroes 3 users even know how powerful we are when it comes to that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That has to be a weird, a weird side yep. podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, related to the podcast, there's probably a few other things I could do, but related to the podcast, I could definitely teach a community college course on how to have a home recording set up and oh how to, yes and oh, how to dude. get started how to get started yes. with recording a basic audio and a podcast and things like that um dude and podcast editing for yep and audio, for uh, yeah, audio editing yeah. especially podcast editing and stuff so many times people have talked to me about the podcast and say oh where do you guys record and i tell them that we record remotely and they're like what they can't believe <laughs> it so take that as a compliment matthew i i do definitely oh, and i I, man, there, if there's, obviously, we learn, there's a lot of lessons to learn from the pandemic and everything, 
But the biggest one that I learned is that most people are terrible at audio editing. Yeah. Yeah, we just because, kept, we kept trucking and everybody else sounded like they had to like, figure it out from scratch. Yeah, everyone had to figure it out for themselves. And yeah, so like remember many... when ABC was doing like these kind of like charity, like gather like, yeah. all the A-listers to like sing from their house. And it would be a lot of like, yeah, um, oh, yeah 240p. Um, so bad. Like, yeah, one bit audio stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pat ourselves on the back for that. Good yeah, job, Matthews. <laughs> thanks no i and even now like i i feel kind of bad because like i don't know it feels almost snobbish but like i listen i was listening to a podcast earlier today and it had like um it had like a segment where it had like someone else recording a bit of of what they were you know just talking about some subject and i was like i know i am confident you using your whatever setup you have right now you could make it sound better than it does yeah. mm-hmm. sure and it's just, I don't know, it's, it's just frustrating. We're also jinxing ourselves by going on about this. <laughs> so let's true. change it's the amazing subject. if somehow, like, the upload failed. It was something that was, like, totally oh, not your man. fault, Matthew. And it was, like, a, I don't know. That's true. That's true. There's <laughs> a yeah. jump cut to Matthew apologizing at the beginning of this episode yeah. <laughs> for the audio. If it was that bad, we would just do this again. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. So. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, actually, that's probably good to mention. I, I feel like we're usually pretty open about that, but there have been a handful mm-hmm. of times in the past where one to three of us have had to re- <laughs> like re-record yep. um, mm-hmm. material because of you know technical issues or network yep. problems or something. Um, I I do really love your question, Narnar Nar Tiger, and I'm I would totally love to sit in on your class um, analyzing kung fu and video games and movies. Oh, uh, hell yeah! Unfortunately, like I just don't operate from a place of confidence almost ever, um, and so it's, <laughs> there's there's so much that I'm really passionate about and like really spend my life focusing on um but yeah, i often find that it's like I, I, like i'll realize what i might have some facility in as i like come to its defense or something like that so um i don't know but i would love to have some kind of yeah basically a film like a hong kong film class um that could really kind of engage the students and really get them to mm-hmm. to kind of speak up about the about the material and then i could share what I do know, but I mean, like we were saying earlier, it's like we're all students and there's still, yes. there's still so much to, to continue to uncover with all this stuff. Marty can teach a class in humility. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. You wouldn't teach a class in it like that. Oh my actually. God. Yeah. <laughs> I was nice. going to say Marty could 100% do a college class on, obviously on, the, his job music recording and audio mixing yes, and audio mixing um, and and on analyzing film scores because he did a podcast with that and uh oh, no thanks man and you could probably just stand in front of a crew and just talk about how cool john williams is for three hours <laughs> that ends up happening regardless of, of the- <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> uh, crazy so Let's see. Who's up? To, uh, uh, I think it's me, or is it? No, no, it's a uh, Carl. Oh, I think. Yeah. Is it me? It All right, you. I think so. Because yeah, I think Matthew just. Yeah, because I did. I did just the last one. So okay, this one comes from at Swim Fans Pod. Who? Yes. Yeah, it says here, um, and actually, this kind of uh, goes together with another question. But this is the question, dear heroes of all your episodes. 
Which movie has the best original score? Question mark. XOXO swim fans heart emoji. Oh <laughs> my god. What a yeah, scary beautiful. question. Yeah. This is all so, yeah. best so original score is interesting. I do think it's it's Important worded specifically. Caveat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause the obviously most of the, the, the classic you know, 70s flicks are using a lot of like sound libraries and stuff. And I yeah, love how totally. those are utilized, but or Frankie Chan does some weird ass synthesizer <laughs> yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think or Frankie I, Chan does five minutes of music and happily takes the screen credit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think for me, the one that jumps out is Once Upon a Time in China. That has that has some really cool music. It has that awesome, you know, new version of on General's Orders yeah. and, and all that. And it's yeah, it's it's a it's a cool one. And we're talking about scores, not just songs, because obviously some of those Bruce Lee movies have some sick songs. But I'm thinking of like scores throughout the whole thing, that's the one that jumps to mind. Mm. Oh, that's cool. That's James Wong, I believe. I do um, think it's yeah, been really it's cool. Uh, that we've been able to put a spotlight on a lot of the music and the films that we cover. So I, I think that's something that maybe people might not pay as much attention to besides like the big, huge things in uh, Asian cinema. And when I was thinking about this question, I mean, my my personal taste always kind of comes up, uh, rises up, you know, to the top. And I do really I still think that Battle Royale score from Masamichi Amano, it's like this mm. huge orchestral score mm. that yeah. really does kind of elevate that film up to a point higher than it normally would be. And I mean, I know, I, I'm pretty sure this is Alex, and I know that he doesn't really like Battle Royale as much, but that's a <laughs> film that I do really think of when I think of, like, film scores over the episodes. And I mean, and you mentioned not including songs, and yeah, I can see that too, but even still, I would put Endiran up with this answer. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, A.R. Rahman's yeah, score, Rahman, great score, you know, besides the great songs, I think when you hear like the... Oh, like, yeah. I still think of that when I, when I think of uh, that film. Yeah, and, Goosebumps. Yep. And mm-hmm. I mean, but besides like stuff like that, I mean, Street Fighter 2 movie, like that... <laughs> That's like oh Carlos yeah, all that score. new metal and no, not that, <laughs> not that one. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the the Yuji Toriyama score for that film is like my one of my favorite scores ever. And,
It's not even just that it's Street Fighter. I mean, that's a huge part of it, but I love that score so much. <laughs> Dude, that's that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, we've really uh, been fortunate enough to cover some some great film scores. Um, I mean, thinking about Crouching Tiger, as you just mentioned, that score from Tan Dune is, I mean, I think that's like a modern classic. Oh, yes. Classic. Gotta say, like soft spot for me, what's coming up to the surface is Randy Edelman's score to Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Um, Oh man! An April Fool's pick. That's beautiful. Legendary piece. It's like. Um, this kind of thing where, yeah, um, and the, you know, I we talked about it a bit, but it's like that main theme. Bruce and Linda had like a life way outside oh, of the yeah. film, and was like used in trailers for many years to come. And there's something about that zone of like '90s, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like hopeful, rousing, yeah, stuff that like Randy Edelman was such a king of, and Michael Kamen and others were just amazing it but yeah i'm so glad we we got to touch on that um but and yeah. really talking about of recent movies that we've done like a, oh, Don a, a lot of a lot of the ones yeah, yeah like the mm-hmm. the matrix has an awesome score the um blood sport i love yeah. the blood sport yes. score It's like one of my favorite film scores uh, or like like synthesizer scores. Yeah. Oh, man, so, the, I, the no retreat no surrender score was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody told you that you face the truth alone. Yeah. As far uh, as like just like ironing down the best, I feel like it's way too hard. But I think with yeah. all of these examples, we've got some of the best of the stuff that we've talked about on the podcast. Um, they had, they also sent us an extra uh, question, and I let me let me pull this up real quick. This was who are your favorite critics or writers in the Asian cinema field, or any field actually? <laughs> so that, that's that's a pretty that's a that's a good one, and that. I don't know. I'd have to think about that a lot. Yeah, it's a good one that I don't think I have an answer. Yeah, I, I mean, I did think about it a bit. And um, I, I guess I'm not as well read as I should be. That's kind of like a weakness for me. Um, but I do think of like a lot of like action Twitter like is a big active scene. And I, it, sometimes it's daunting to just even keep up with people looking at new material and people looking at old stuff. But um, I do think that there are a couple Twitter accounts that I all, I'm always seeing really great critiques on things, and they're always bringing up like fun new things that I want to check out. One account is One Perfect Headshot, and uh, there's okay. always fun stuff there. And there's another uh, Twitter account called Genre Film Addict that I really love. Um, 
actually, and recently too, I've shared this with you guys, but uh, Eric Jacobus, the the stuntman, yeah, and uh, he I'm does work in video him. games. Yeah, he's been making these video essays, and they are like literally like just awe inspiring clips on all I mean, of the like stuff one of that the we most informative people have ever come across in this yeah. stuff. like he's almost like the new at least for me like the new benchmark for like <laughs> what we were just talking about a few minutes ago which is like oh identifying the yeah. stunt double who's right. never in focus and only appears for 10 frames and it's like mm-hmm. um he's catching all that and yeah, really it's... has an, an understanding of each filmmakers and choreographers like voice and it has amazing. Yeah. His latest video is on the finale of writing wrongs uh, above the law, the Yumbu, Cynthia Rothrock, uh, Corey Yoon film and yeah. uh, his analysis and kind of, you can tell like the foundation of knowledge that he's uh, got to support his analysis. It's just beyond perfect. And I mean, he works, in doing these same things, and I've mentioned him a handful of times on the podcast already, you'll get endless knowledge from watching his stuff. So I highly recommend that. Also, actually, one of our listeners who does a lot of his own content that I also love is a, a content producer called Fanatical Dragon. And um, Ooh, yeah. yeah, he does really great um, unboxing videos. And actually, he's recently started a Patreon. And I, I feel like He's kind of like the the collector's like um, critic where he he gets these really nice sets and he like goes into the ins and outs. But he also shares a lot of his knowledge. And a lot of times I'm I'm really um, impressed with his knowledge. Like he he's got such a wider spread knowledge than I do when it comes to Asian cinema. And I mean, honestly, I'd really love to get him on the show at some point because um He's just seems like a really fun dude. And I know that he's enjoyed our content and I enjoy his content. So we should make that happen at some point. So you should check out Fanatical Dragon. He's not as active on Twitter, but his YouTube channel is very active. He actually had a YouTube channel before that kind of got taken down because he was posting some, um, uh, I think it was Kage no Gundan, the Sunny Chiba uh, show. And then <laughs> he got a copyright strike <laughs> from japan and those are like you're never gonna like yeah. even be able to fight that if it comes from japan which is unfortunate but he's still built up a, a following again and yeah he's got a great patreon you should check that out too um but like writers and stuff too like i know sam deegan she's awesome and um i listen to twitch of the death nerve and they cover a lot of like really cool like underside like seedy stuff and i i really like the stuff they talk about but she's been uh, doing commentaries for some asian cinema picks too recently and i i really like to hear her insight so uh, i guess that would be another recommend but yeah i hope i hope this is enough to kind of point people in <laughs> directions <laughs> yeah, for sure. um, but yeah like i'm i'm a fan of all this stuff too i mean like i said like we're just we're just some guys we're not like these like masters that we like you know have this knowledge that we were gifted from on high this is stuff that we see from other people too that kind of points yeah, us in totally. directions of what we like yeah i feel like we're constantly like looking up um yeah and yeah like hopefully with some amount of reverence also not exactly a film critic but another shout out to uh frank jang who's yeah um, appearing in a lot more uh, commentaries these days and also incredibly uh, knowledgeable and um, 
yeah, great asset to like the Kung Fu film community. Yeah, 100% agree. I do really think that it's cool to see like these voices really come up where, you know, at from a time it seemed like you always were hearing the same people all the time. So now you're starting to hear from other uh, voices. And these people also have a really great wealth of knowledge that I really appreciate. Uh, um, the uh, podcast on fire guys like Kenny B and all those dudes have been doing a lot of pod uh, video commentaries for for releases too. And I really appreciate all the work that they do and every time i listen to podcasts on fire i'm learning new things so i i'd recommend that this i guess this turned into a recommendations segment but um yeah it's <laughs> there's a lot of really cool people doing a lot of cool things in the space of asian cinema and i'm i'm happy to see it because we're getting all these releases now from all these companies like 88 and eureka and vinegar syndrome yeah, and all right. these people and i i really like to see kind of that grow into more appreciation across the board it's uh, not just like people are just like picking like the same old stuff but now you're seeing it in a new format they're really digging stuff up and remastering and we i mean we got that cinematic vengeance uh set that i love and uh hopefully we just keep continuing on this you, you f it almost feels like it's a bubble that's gonna burst because you're getting like multiple <laughs> releases Dude, of the right. same movie like writing wrongs has two different releases i know that the in the line of duties got stuff coming out and i think that there's yeah. a multiple release kind of situation with that too which is kind of weird but yeah here we are uh asian cinema appreciation can't i'm, mm -hmm. I'm happy that we're here in the midst of it yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think Marty, you just last one. Where where'd this come from, Carlos? Oh, Marty, you you get to say this one, right? Yeah. So sure. you, you see you see on the document it's all question marks, right? I do. So uh this is from Mang. Oh, oh, oh this is my <laughs> like dear dear friend, like favorite yes. person in the world. So uh, I kept this Mang, a mystery to so you. And oh, I'm man. so glad that our rotation landed this way. Very cool. Oh, dude. Yeah. If you happen to be listening, Meng, yeah. Love you so much, brother. Um, so the question is, in your opinion, what do you think is the most underrated slash overrated Kung Fu film and why? Ooh, mm. this is a Ooh. tough one. We're That's on the spotlight. One. I think, um, well, I think underrated is almost kind of easy because yeah, it's like yeah, it's like right. most of them <laughs> like <laughs> like if you talk to the average person about kung fu movies then they'll you know they'll probably know like your your inner the dragons your you know your your jackie chan stuff like your uh rumble in the bronx and maybe they'll get a, a wheels on meals somewhere in there but most of the ones like we've done you know i guess 99 uh main episodes and I'd say probably like 10 of those are ones that the average movie going person that isn't no, like that's into a fair this point. cinema specifically would know mm -hmm. outside of obviously your, you know, the stuff we just did, like the Matrix, obviously people know that. But um, so a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's a good, oh man, that's a good, uh, I think for me, like the underrated is probably also what is my favorite movie, which is the very first film we started with snake in the Eagle shadow for whatever mm -hmm. reason. Yeah. I feel like it remains secure in this underrated state where it's like, I guess it's overrated by drunken master enough where that feels like the film that's more often pointed to mm -hmm. from the period and from, from the same crew. It's kind of like how in the Ghibli films, I feel like castle in the sky stays underrated in, in like some strange magical way. Um, yeah. I don't know if I you guess, guys yeah. find this experience where it's like, you can talk to people and it's like, 
often the only one they haven't mm. seen and it usually doesn't show up on lists and it's like, oh, but it's one of the best films ever made. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I think Snake and the Eagle shout out for me. Um, overrated, I uh, I mean, I, I feel like we dug into it so hard, but it's Game of Death. It's oh, like, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's really Damn, you like, know what? I, I agree with you. But yeah. I also would say as underrated choice would be Game of Death 2. I would 100% oh. agree with that. Game of Death 2. Dude, that's the perfect that answer to the so. question. Yeah. Game of Death Game 2 of Death is underrated. Two. Game of Death 1 is overrated. I, I still can't believe Game of Death 2 is a <laughs> right? movie. Like, that movie is incredible. And I was... Whenever you kept talking about it, Marty, and you were like, I love Game of yeah. Death 2 so much, You're I was like, like I can't be how? With him how is that, how is that even with... possible? And then after watching it, I'm like, yes, yeah. yes, yes, go watch Game of Death 2. <laughs> yep. See the caveman oh, fight in the Bond lair. <laughs> I think that the, that's our answer. Yeah, Game of Death and Game of Death 2. Yeah. Wow. I, I do um, think that... Like, I will, this is maybe, ooh, maybe this is a hot take. Um, I think after just so many years of buildup, Whenever I finally did revisit, because um, I had seen it a while ago, but whenever we, we revisited Drunken Master, the first Drunken Master for the podcast, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. as into it. And I, I, totally I kind of that. liked, I think Snake of the Eagle Shadow is, is I enjoyed that more. Yeah. Um, and I, it's a, I, I have to reevaluate because it is a good movie, but I think it just got built up so much because it's like, oh, this is one of Jackie Chan's first big movie. No, I to- yeah, that, so. totally feel you. And I think we got into that a bit on the Drunken Master episode because we had, mm-hmm. you know, the span from Snake in the Eagle Shadow episode one to Drunken Master was so yes, long that's that true. by that's then a, you like, really did have a bigger appreciation for these films. So actually, that's a really cool. I'm, I'm glad that you said that because that kind of shows your growth <laughs> and on the <laughs> podcast, Matthew. That's awesome. I was going to say right. that the Ipmon films because they're so huge and everybody knows yeah. those. And it's like right. they're so loose with. The, the facts and it's like this kind of you know this patriotism thing so uh, but i think yeah, there's still a right. lot of there's a lot of there's fun some great in sequences Mon- yeah yeah they're yeah. they're fun but that is that is fair though yeah i, I you know sammo and yung Ping choreographing lots of great fights so and donnie of um, course yeah yeah and donnie and <laughs> mike tyson mike <laughs> and, tyson yeah <laughs> just how crazy those guys we, we haven't really talked about Ipmon four but like scott adkins is in, the, is in that and he's awesome yeah. and um uh yeah i i would say I think our answer is the best, though. Underrated, Game of Death 2. Overrated, Game of Death. Like, how go. how good <laughs> is that? So then, uh, I, you know, Swim fans asked us about original scoring. And uh, Meng also, and this was directed to Marty himself, this question. Kung Fu films had limited budgets where they often used a lot of stock music and other Kung Fu films, foreign films, albums, etc. available at the time. Of course, who knows if they even had the copyrights, right? <laughs> anyway, for you, Marty, which kung fu film had the best soundtrack and why? So we uh, we, we did cover that, but I wanted that in there because Mang took the time to ask that to you directly. Yeah, no, that that's beautiful. I mean, it's like it's really hard to pick one, and I need to force myself not to mention Snake and the Eagle Shadow again. But also, yeah. a very special mention to Mang, who really is like the most important figure for really walking me into this, into this world and especially into uh, with that film. But the original version of that soundtrack, which has 
you know <laughs> <laughs> the death star yeah um about star to explode wars from star wars and uh, maurice jar yeah yeah and, yeah and uh, I mean, yeah, that synth thing from Jean-Michel Jarre is so amazing. And, I mean, it's it's um, still the outro for our podcast after five yeah, years because totally. I love it so much. But that whole period is great. I mean, like Popeye and Magnificent Butcher. Um, yep. Yeah, especially it's like when you start to find some of the go-to library pieces. And it's often it's like I feel like the the music that pops up more frequently is sometimes like the stranger choices that like you wouldn't expect like these very twee kind of cutesy goofy um cues that sound really ratty and degraded um just like sonically and mm-hmm. uh i love it so yeah so that could be its own podcast someone like digging through the crates of just yeah yeah like turn of the 70s 80s hong kong mm-hmm. like needle drop scores yeah great stuff yeah, so the, these are the questions that we got. Thank you to everyone. Really, thank you so much for yes, taking the you. time to take that extra step and reach out to us. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of, thank you so much. Yeah, give us. And a- genuinely, if y'all ever have any questions at all, we're we love all of our listeners, but we're definitely not so busy that we won't be able to answer it. So please, mm-hmm. please send us any stuff on our uh, email. Here's number three podcast gmail.com or on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter which is also here's number three podcast happy 100 guys happy 100 dude happy 100 i think it's actually like wait it's like it's like 119 or 120 yeah or something. it's something like that yeah. um that's that's how many we actually have but yep. um but when it comes to mainline episodes we'll say this is 100 yeah um so now to start off our next our next 100 episodes which Maybe maybe this next hundred won't take five years. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, uh, to start off, uh, Carlos had a really awesome idea, which was that to to finish out the year before we take a little break in January, we're going to take a look at three movies that each of us picked to bring to the other the other two, and we're going to do it in the introduction order. So first me, then then Marty, then Carlos. I had to remember what the order was. <laughs> I had to say it in my head. Um, uh, we're going to start with me, with my pick, and my pick is going to be Lupin the Third, Castle of Cagliostro from 1979. Oh, dude. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> this is the Miyazaki one, right? Yeah, this That's is right. Miyazaki's first oh, feature film oh, before never seen like it. A, good, a good six or so years before Studio Ghibli's formed. Oh, exciting. Um, and I really love it, and I have hopefully a guest lined up who's very into Lupin the Third, so I'm very <laughs> excited to get them on, so... Um, until next week, we're taking a look at Castle of Cagliostro. I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Remember your training. Heroes 3 is part of the Mercado Brothers Podcast Network.